Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio. I'm going to be your host and producer this evening, Logan Landers, and joining me to talk about this NCAA Week 4 game preview between the Colorado Buffaloes and the Oregon Ducks is my man, Mr. Football, Vincent Center. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, man, how you doing, man? Let's get with it. Hey, Big I'm all for it. On Saturday. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Colorado, Oregon, two battles between two teams in the top 25. is going to be a good matchup. But before we get into our keys to the game, if you enjoy the episode today, please like, comment, share, subscribe, all of our social media channels on Facebook and on YouTube, and also our podcast. Thanks to our friends at the Believe Podcast Network. We can listen to our show every single day, pretty much. We have thousands upon thousands of episodes, game previews, team previews, see how we're doing so far, player interviews, uh, coach interviews, just anything and everything football-related, honestly. You can find it on our channel. Once again, just look up 100 Yards of Football on any of your favorite podcast room platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio. The list goes on and on. Well, let's get into it. It's going to be a great game. Oregon taking on Colorado. Who will take their first loss of the season? Let's talk about the Buffaloes and see what they can do to get the win in this one. Now, we all know Travis Hunter is going to be out of action for a handful of weeks after the hit he suffered against Colorado State. So you're already down one of your best players on both sides of the ball. But like we've been saying here on the program, they still have that one guy. They still have that one superstar in Shadir Sanders who has looked tremendous this year. A lot of people have pegged him as the Heisman candidate, Heisman favorite already for, through these first three weeks. It's going to be a tough task. On the year, he's looked tremendous, over 1,200 yards. Uh, just I just I can't believe when I saw this 78% completion percentage, which is elite. Ten touchdowns, only one interception has looked very strong this year. But, Vincent, we say every time we talk about Colorado, their offensive line just got to get together this week. They really have to get together. Oregon's got six sacks on the year. I expect them to get a few more in this game, honestly. And with Colorado missing Travis Hunter, I, I mean, their, their running game has just been ice cold. That's their one flaw on offense beside their O-line is their running attack. And they've only managed to muster 183 yards through three games on 92 attempts. Dylan Edwards, Savion Wilkerson, they got to get it rolling this week just to diversify that offense and not have it be a one-trick show. Now, the receiving core we know is looking elite early on with Xavier Weaver, Jimmy Horn Jr. Both those gentlemen have looked very well. Watch for them this upcoming game. Flipping over to the defense, what can Colorado do to really get it going? To me, you got to get some pressure on Bo Nix. You have to get pressure. Five sacks on the season. I expect guys like Marvin Hamm. Shiloh Sanders may be coming in for a safety blitz that put in some work. They've got some good players on defense, but, man, Colorado is going to have to knock it out of the park if you're going to get things done with Oregon. So I think keys to this game, once again, for Colorado, if you want to win, if you want to make this team make some people believe in you even more, you got to have some strong O-line play, and you got to get after it on defense, especially with one of your dogs out, one of your best players in Travis Hunter. It's going to be an interesting matchup, and I can't wait to see what Colorado can do. Mr. Turner, how can the Buffaloes get the win this week? I'm going to say this, man, um, over the past three weeks, and a lot of people don't know my age, but I'm going to tell my age if people don't know my age. I'm 63 years old, and uh, the young man, the good-looking guy that's on the screen, Mr. Landers, knows this, that I'm a great historian. I talk about a lot of great teams in college football, but at this point in time, I think what we're seeing at the University of Colorado is something that 
we probably never gonna forget in our lives. Mm -hmm. Deion Sanders has done something in these three weeks that college football fans from all over the world are gonna say, I can't believe it. TCU, they was a 20 point underdog and they went in there and they won that football game 45 to 42. Come back against a very renowned, highly respected program in Nebraska. Beat them by 22 points, 36-14. Okay, they took a step back, maybe against Colorado State, because you're going to have that happen because right now when you look at Colorado and college football, the landscape has been high. The stars in Boulder. But the one thing about it, Deion Sanders said from day one, believed. Now they got Oregon coming up on Saturday, a very highly 13th-ranked Oregon Ducks team that's very good on both sides of the ball. But uh, these past few days, Logan, Mr. Landers, I'm going to call you Mr. Landers today. <laughs> I watched every national football show from ESPN to Fox, the FX1, mm-hmm. Some great people that's been on TV from Rick Newhouse. I don't like to give people on 100 Yards Football credit for anything because that's how we roll over here. We only worry about ourselves. But I got to say this today, Mr. Landers. Rick Newhouse, Randy Cross, Brian Jones, and Aaron Taylor on the CBS Football Show. Then Mr. BB on the call letter 680. Then a lot of ESPN people. I would say at least maybe about 20 college football pundits picked Oregon in a blowout. Mm. They say the primetime show is going to come to an end. I hear scores like 51 to 31, 45, 24. But I'm going to go like the great Skip Bayless said when Dion had that opening win against TCU. He said, Dion, it's like Tom Brady. I'm not going to bet against them. Then you look at Colorado, and to me, the young man has been the best player in the country. You brought his, up his name a few seconds ago, Shadur Sanders. He's came out of nowhere. 1,257 yards, 10 touchdowns, and one INT. He wasn't even on the NFL draft board, but Mel Kuyper Jr. now has him the third highest-rated quarterback going into 2024 NFL draft and said if he didn't come out this year, he'd be the first quarterback taken in the 2025 NFL draft. Then I'm going to go back, and I'm going to say myself personally, I did not see this coming that Colorado was going to be this good, Logan. I thought basically they would maybe be competitive against TCU, I thought at the minimum they could win six, seven games, and I think that would give Dion his credit as being a highly ranked college coach in our profession. But after three, three weeks, I cannot say I'm not going to bet against them against Oregon on Saturday. The key for me for Oregon, I mean for Colorado, is the offensive line, as you said, Mr. Landers. It has struggled, no question about it. They're not going to be a strong on the line of scrimmage against Oregon on Saturday. But at the end of the day, if they keep Mr. Sanders, who I think has been the best player at the quarterback position, up, then it's hard for me to see anybody. And Oregon has some great defensive players in Jordan Birch, who transfers from South Carolina. A kid that I saw playing in high school who's locally here from the Atlanta area out of Clayton County, Mr. Jamar Hill, who's a starting outside linebacker, and then Kyrie Jackson at Alabama transfer. It's going to be hard for me 
to see any team, this including USC, Washington, any team in the country, even Georgia, to have a collection of DBs that can cover Xavier Weaver. 25 receptions, 386 yards, averaging 17 yards of reception. Jimmy Horn Jr., who had 26 receptions on the year, 247 yards, who had the key touchdown last week. And even though Travis Hunter is going to be out for three weeks, that's a new star, Michael Harrison, a tight end, who came out of nowhere and last week had seven receptions. So my thing is, is that if Colorado's offensive line can keep Shadur Sanders up, and Colorado has to come out of the gates quickly. They cannot stutter. And if they're able to stay in the game offensively, then I'm going to say this. I'm not going to bet against Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. They've had the best player in the country the first three weeks of the season. Granted, they got some problems, the offensive line. But last week, that young man put everybody on notice. He went 98 yards. With over 157 left, tied that game, Mr. Shadur Sanders, and he's not a doll in the college football. And when you look at it, we can sit here all day, but honestly, did we see this coming with the Colorado Buffaloes being ranked and going into Oregon? I'm taking Colorado in a close game. That's what I'm going to say. It's going to be high scoring. Mm-hmm. It's going to be offense at this highest level. And for the Buffaloes, let me get them credit. They are a good football team. Bo Nix is kind of reconstruction his career out there at Oregon. Remember, he was down here with us in the SEC, and Auburn primary ran him out of town. <laughs> yeah. But he went up there to Oregon. Bo Nix is playing at a high level. He's really worked himself into a high NFL draft prospect over the last two years, 893 yards. They got a great running back in Bucket, Bucky Irvin. And they got a great receiver in Troy Franklin. They D-line with Jordan Birch, who was here with South Carolina, is now playing high-level football. Kyrie Jackson is one of the best corners transferred out of Alabama. But remember this, Colorado is ranked 122nd in defense. But, again, I'm not going to bet against Deion Sanders in the Colorado Buffaloes. His son, Shallow Sanders, who was our defensive player of the week, did make some big plays against Colorado State. What I'm going to say, man, I'm excited. I don't care Ohio State is playing Notre Dame. I don't care about Ole Miss playing Alabama. Mr. Landers, you're a guy. You was born in this area. You know SEC football. You went to West Georgia. You love the dogs. You love Georgia Tech. But make no bones and tell the truth today here on 100 Yards of Football. At 3.30 on Saturday, mm-hmm. with you being off, what game you going to be watching? I got to be watching this one, Vince. Come on. Come on now. Let's be real here. I mean, and, and you mentioned it earlier in your analysis. You got you got superstars, movie stars, rappers, musicians heading to Boulder, Colorado, where I can guarantee they have not been in quite some time to watch some football. <laughs> and, and that's just the effect that, that Dion and this program has had uh, on the school I mean, they're selling tickets like it's like crazy, and they've looked really well. Now, give give my thoughts on Oregon. I don't know what got into Bo Nix, but he has looked like a completely different quarterback, like you mentioned, since he got ran out of, of Auburn, <laughs> where he did struggle. There's no bones about that, like you Roy said. Eagle. Roy Eagle, Roy Eagle, of course, of course, got your respect there. But 
once he came over to Oregon, he has just looked a lot more confident, a lot more calm and collected in the pocket. And he's been tremendous. I mean, he looked good last year, but this year he's been on fire. Eight touchdowns, no INTs, only been sacked once. 77% clip for his completion percentage. He's looked really well. There's a reason, Vincent, why people said coming into this season, why, you know, some people thought he could be a potential Heisman candidate. He's looked very good this year. As long as he keeps playing this way, he'll still be in contention more than likely. But you mentioned it earlier. Their running backs are, I feel like, a hidden gem. That two monster you got with Bucky Irving and Jordan James, both those guys are looking really well this season. As a team, they've got 11 touchdowns on the ground, kind of an underrated part of their game that doesn't get talked about a whole lot. But their defense also puts in some good work. You mentioned Tyson Johnson. I also got to show some love to Popo Amuve and some other guys as well, like Jamal Hill and a few of the other dogs that got on that team. Like I said, six sacks on the year, four INTs. They're getting it done on both sides of the ball, Vincent. And Oregon, they looked really well through their first few games. They've blown opponents out. Like I said they got you know some easy wins against Portland State, Texas Tech, and Hawaii. But like you said, this is a, this is a different, this is a new test for both teams. I feel everyone's saying that this is Colorado's first real test. Let's be real, this is Oregon's first real test. So we'll see how it goes, man. I'm excited to see how these teams are going to fare in this Week Four matchup, man. But I think it's going to go. Uh, uh, it's going to be a tremendous football game either way. I expect a lot of high-scoring points, man. I'm looking forward to it. So, Vince, I'm going to give my final thoughts. I'll let you get your final thoughts here. So, for me, I think this is going to be a very, very close ball game. But, Vince, I think I'm going to go with Oregon in a close, I mean, close matchup. Give me Oregon 33 and give me Colorado 30. Yes, I have it as a three-point ball game. I think this is going to be a barn burner on Saturday. Can't wait to see who's going to come out of it. I just think that Oregon, I think they, uh, I, I just, if Travis Hunter was playing, I feel, I think that I would definitely give it to Colorado. I'd give them the, the edge, the slight edge, but I got to rock with Oregon right now. I think the Bo Nix has looked really well. Shadir Sanders, like you said, if they want to win this ball game, you got to come out hot. Vincent, your final thoughts on this game. I'm going to say this. No disrespect. Oregon is a very good football team under Dan Lining. But I'm going to ride the primetime machine. Mm. I got to roll with them right now. I'm at another level as being a fan of what the Colorado Buffaloes are doing. The days of Darren Hagan, Cordell Stewart, Alfred Williams, Bill McCartney. But most of all, what you look what Colorado's done for college football, I've never seen college football at this level what Deion Sanders done in my 63 years. The excitement. All eyes on Boulder. Colorado, the football program is being more talked than some of the teams in the NFL. We haven't even really talked about Patrick Mahomes or what the Cowboys are doing. But I'm going to say this. When I'm hoping Saturday it's going to be a high-scoring game, I'm taking the Buffaloes and a close one, 45-42. But my thing is, is that I'm expecting to see this. Archie Cooley, Mississippi Valley, Willie Totten, Jerry Rice. BYU, Jim McMahon, Steve Young, Lavelle Edwards, Mark Wilson, the running shoot of the Houston Cougars, Andre Ware and David Klingler. I'm expecting that. Shadur, Shadur Sanders and his father, Deion Sanders, are going to represent Colorado at a high level on Saturday. So to all you college football fans who's following 100 yards of football, as Mr. Logan Landers, I just asked him, the young, good-looking guy on the screen today, what are you going to be doing at 3.30 on Saturday? 
He said he's not going to be watching the dogs and Ole Miss. He's not going to be watching any other game. His eyes are going to be on Oregon and Colorado. Y'all be blessed here on 100 Yards of Football. Yes, sir. Once again, follow us on social media, Facebook, YouTube, for all the latest content. Mr. Turner, appreciate you coming on, as always, talking Oregon Ducks, Colorado Buffaloes. Hey, if you're watching the episode, drop a comment. Who's going to win? Give me your final score. We're going to hear it in our comment section. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.